Welcome to the College Student Success Podcast, podcasts where college students and faculty come together to talk about mental health, wellness, mentorship, and entrepreneurship. Together, we set and achieve goals for ourselves to get us where we want to be. I'm your host, Derek Malinzak, and this is episode 85 of the podcast. And I think I got it right this time, folks. I screwed it up and had delivered two intros with 83 as the podcast. So, uh... Got to learn to count there. Back to school for me. (laughs) Okay, guys, how are you all? I am doing uh, fabulous, actually. Looking forward to the holiday season beginning next week and uh, the winding down of the semester. Here we are in week 11, and so we have four more episodes together after this, uh, which I sort of roughly have uh, scheduled out. I do have one week I'm sort of open right now, but um, wanted to just kind of give you that quick heads up, you know, that we are winding down. And so next week there will be an episode, despite the fact that I typically drop the episodes on Thursdays and Thursday is a holiday. I will be putting out next week's episode on Wednesday and it will be uh, a little different. It will be shorter, most definitely, and it will be sort of unscripted in some ways. I have a theme, I have an idea I want to talk about, but I'm not going to put a lot of effort into preparing because I want it to be sort of from the heart. So uh, looking forward to that next week. So look for the episode one day earlier. And this week we have a no interview today, just me. Uh, We're going to be talking mental health days. And I think this has gotten a lot of publicity lately in the... um, in the work world, but I think everything that applies to the work world when it comes to talking about mental health days or taking a day off to focus on your mental health, is what I mean by that, uh, that it all applies. The same shit applies for students that it does for employees in my mind. So for that discussion today, we have, uh, I have two articles that I'm going to talk about uh, and quote from. So I included reference. I included links to those uh, in the show notes. First is an article from USA Today, and the second one is from the Wall Street Journal. So I okay found the article here. All right. So both articles mention this incident that happened on Twitter. I think the articles are from around uh, July. Joe, just so you know, it's not something super recent, but it's within the last six months. Um, So there was an incident um, that basically got a lot of attention on Twitter uh, where a woman had basically put up an out of office in her in her job, you know, posted, you know, you know, in and out of offices, an email that responds if you, you know, are out of uh, on vacation or whatnot, and it said, you know, I am taking two days off to focus on my mental health. I hope to come back next week, you know, a hundred percent. And the you know the CEO of her company must have sent her an email and gotten that out of office back sent back to him, and he replied. Uh, something to the effect of, you know, I'm really glad that you are, you know, not afraid to, you know, let everyone know that it's due to the fact that it's mental health reasons that you're taking the day off and I fully support you, you know, and take that time. And, you know, it was very encouraging and he, he was in very, um, 
positive about her speaking up and specifically naming mental health as the reason for her needing to take some time off from her job. And so she shared his response on Twitter and got a ton of viral, you know, love because people were really impressed and uh, people were saying that, you know, more CEOs of companies need to embrace this attitude about mental health days being important and not being afraid to take them when you need them and not being afraid to say what it is you're taking. You know, don't... you don't have to lie about it, right? And say that you're feeling under the weather. You could say, you know, I'm struggling with my anxiety today. And there's, you know, we in some sense we've made a lot of progress when it comes to uh, that sort of candor. And in other ways, we've got a long way to go. So I have been fortunate, due to the field I work in, I, I believe, primarily, that we have always recognized the need for mental health days in our field of, you know, working in community and mental health and then teaching in the department that trains community mental health providers. So it's never been a problem for me. Although at the same time, even though it wasn't, um, you know, it was a supportive thing, I, I still never really specifically said when I needed a mental health day that I that that's why I was taking it. So... And that was in a place where it was where it would have been probably fine to do so. Um, so yeah, the the agencies that I worked for before coming to Rutgers were always very you know they they didn't have great big budgets. Um, they were uh, you know nonprofits that struggled you know to balance their budgets every year, and they still found money to sort of give people the paid time off on par with other you know jobs. Um, paying the same or better, you know, because of that realization that it's not only, you know, physical illness that uh, workers in that field have to deal with, but that it is, um, you know, some, if you are not in peak mental shape, you how are you going to be able to provide services to other people that need it because their mental health is, you know, a problem at that particular time. So, all right. Um... So then the article goes into some statistics about mental health. I don't need to read them to you. You know that mental health uh, issues are very prevalent in the U.S. today. Um, Here's a quote. Mental illness is not an obscure affliction, but mental health experts say it remains deeply stigmatized. When a story like Parker's, that's the the person that uh, had, you know, had the situation with Twitter, Uh, When that story went viral, it shows how difficult it is for many people to talk about their mental health and how rare compassionate responses from employers are. That she explicitly named her mental health day was seen as an act of courage. Mental health experts say they wish it needn't be. And so, you know, that's kind of what I was saying. And and perhaps I could do better in that regard in the future um, when I do need mental health day to, to say why. Not to say, I don't mean it that way, to say like why, but to say that's the reason I'm taking the day off. Um, so I um, I think I've mentioned this on the podcast before, but you know, certainly you want to have that option. It would be optimal, however, if you worked in a job um, that afforded you the ability to enjoy it to the degree and you know give you the life balance, work-life balance to not have to take them, right? 
Um, and, and I've been fortunate, you know, all throughout my time in community mental health, I needed mental health days fairly regularly. You know, I didn't take a ton of time, um, but I don't know, once every three months or something like that, three, four months, um, you know, you, you wake up or you go to bed the night before you're like, I'm just not, I'm not feeling like I can really help people. Um, so I equate this as a student to the feeling of, you know, if your mental health, if you're struggling and you know you're struggling and you know how you get when you're like this, right? So some people, they aren't able to concentrate, right? Um, or they, you know, have trouble maintaining um, focus or remembering things or sitting still um, or they feel, you know, like like they're suffocating. Like all of these are reasons why it would be difficult to, you know, show up for a class, right? And or maybe not even show up for the class, but once you're there, get anything out of it, right? So sometimes, you know, it, it's a balance thing, right? You don't want to fall into a pattern of not going to class because you just don't feel like going to class. And I remember from my interview with Dr. Deegan, Pat Deegan, uh, she talked about days where she felt terrible and still pulled her shit together and made it to class and, you know, was proud of herself for doing so. Um, and she said, you know, if she could get herself to class, if I remember correctly, you know, things would be okay. Um, what I'm talking about is a situation where things are generally, you're, you're generally able to get to class and things are, you know, think of the person that generally gets to work every day and, you know, manages to get through the day and everything's pretty okay. And then just one day hits and it's like, no, I can't. And I know from trying in the past that it really isn't going to be, you know, worth it in a sense. Um, so because I won't get anything out of it. So what would be a better option? Maybe to take the day to focus on what it is that I'm struggling with and, and use some things from my, you know, my wellness toolbox, my wellness arsenal <laughs> uh, to sort of work my way back into a positive mindset. So what do we know about employers when it comes to valuing well-being? Uh, a survey from the APA, American Psychological Associate, Association found less than half workers say their organizations support employee well-being, and one in three reports uh, being chronically stressed on the job. Uh, so there's probably a lot of reasons for that. It's not necessarily the job itself, um, but that's that is what it is. Only around half of working Americans say senior management considers employee well-being to be of great importance, and in particular, this third one. One-third of American workers say they regularly participate in health promotion programs provided at work. So that's encouraging. Um, and I think about the different programs that they offer on campus um, because a lot of the same employee programs at, uh, at my school are, this, are things that they would be offering to students as well. Uh, just this week, or it was last week, I got an email um, oh, you know, there's a yoga class at my one, one building on my campus at noon, you know, on Fridays. And, I, you know, as you guys know, I've been into yoga and I was actually planning to go to yoga. And I was like, well, I wouldn't be interested in this class in particular because, I don't know, to me it might be an odd thing to, to take a yoga class with, like, faculty members. But if somebody's just getting into it and they work in that building and, you know, they want to just learn the ropes, like, 
this was me two months ago, I actually may may have taken taken them up on that, if, especially if I worked regularly in that building. So, um, so there's definitely wellness type activities that are being offered, in, and um, companies and schools are doing more of this uh, in response to the growing need. Uh, my point in follow-up to be would be that we need to take advantage of them. Uh, or we need to tell people what it is we would rather have if, if we're not interested, right? Because I, I just foresee this thing. Like, I see this stat of one-third American workers say they participate. That's great. Um, I would worry if that dropped off because then employers would have an argument to say, look, we offered the services. Um, people didn't show up. You know, so we discontinued them due to lack of interest. That would be that would be problematic to me. Now, if one thirty using them, then then we don't have to worry. Um, but they need to perhaps we need to give feedback about what would be helpful. I have a, a good friend, the, actually the person that uh, does the did the intro and outro music for the podcast, and he was telling me at his job he's just been there since the beginning of the year, I believe. Um, that they had like a wellness stipend sort of thing. And it was like, I don't know, 500 bucks for the year that was, you know, to be used on some sort of wellness type of, you know, service or activity, you know, a gym membership or, you know, workout clothes, would, you know, and he was like, uh, I could use it on anything like that. And they were like, yeah, he's like, can I get an Apple watch? <laughs> and they're like, sure. <laughs> and so, you know, so that was cool. And now he's, you know, tracking his health and probably enjoying it for other reasons too. Um, so that I think is a really flexible way that his company was offering it to be like, you know, you can use the money, you can, here's the money. You just have to use it towards some kind of wellness type of, you know, activity that's going to benefit you, um, and your mental health. All right, moving on. More and more employers acknowledge the connection between employer, employees' well-being and their bottom line. So think about that, how that translates to school, right? Um, schools are invested in having their students do well, right? No school wants to have a bunch of poor performing students in their school. Um, that doesn't look bode well for the university in terms of, you know, a lot of things. So the same way, you know, so productivity matters. And that's, I think, one of the reasons why um, we are seeing, you know, schools follow, follow suit with, with employers to sort of offer more mental health focused services, you know, meditation on campus. Like I said, a yoga session. Um, we have a wellness fair in our school where we have all the different um health professions, you know, because in my school we have like a dental assistant program and an occupational therapy program, you know, all these certain, and those um, students will come and, you know, volunteer services to kind of talk to other students about, you know, wellness and, and healthcare and, you know, whatever their specialization is. And they'll do a dental checkup, you know, and whatnot. So, um, research shows that when you're dealing with a mental health problem, it's not likely you're not as likely to be productive your head is not in the game and you're struggling so rather than just push through it um, due to this sense of presenteeism it's a word i just learned you know if you think of absenteeism right excessive absences you know um the the opposite of that is presentee presenteeism which is you know excess showing up even when you shouldn't be showing up 
when you're really sick, when you're stressed out and not going to be very productive. You still show up. Why? Well, the reason why, according to most Americans, is, you know, that is the culture of their organization. You know, they would be seen as weak to not show up because they're too stressed for the day. Right? Um, So that's not how I feel, obviously. I was just kind of making a point that that's like maybe how they sound. Um, And so why would you want to take a day? And if you don't feel like you are going to be... um, you know, treated fairly when you get back. Uh, so, you know, people push through it and, and they hide what they're going through. And in this article is saying, and the next one I'm going to focus on, is that you shouldn't have to do that. When you need a mental health day, take the damn day, right? Um, so what are some of these signs that you need a mental health day? When you're not able to be engaged, when you're, not phys- well, when you're physically there, but your mind is elsewhere. And when you notice you're treating your loved ones differently, that's an interesting red flag. Uh, so when you're, you're displacing anger, you're getting sick more often than is usual, you're isolating, et cetera, et cetera. So those are sort of the like symptoms. And what you can do, take the mental health day, think about what you find relaxing and re-energizing. And keep in mind, like this doesn't mean you have to I don't know. It, it, it shouldn't mean you lay in bed all day. You know, some people just need to recharge the batteries. And okay, some people might need to. But it, it might not mean that. And likewise, it doesn't mean you spend the whole day doing mental health hack exercises. You do what makes you feel right, right? Some people, they wake up that day and they, they decide I'm going to take a mental health day. And they look around their house and they're like, ugh this house is just so disorganized or dirty that like, I think this is part of the reason why I'm so stressed. You know, I haven't had time to to take care of this. And you spend two hours and you clean your house or your apartment from top to bottom or your dorm. And afterwards you look around and you're like, shit, I feel a lot better. You know, I feel accomplished. I've been meaning to do that for the last three weeks and I haven't had time. And hopefully, you know, moving forward now that it's organized, I'll feel a lot better when I wake up in the morning and look around. Um, Or maybe it's, you know, going food shopping and getting your diet right for the next week. So whatever it is, don't be afraid to, if it's weird, something like cleaning or going food shopping. You know, it might be other things too, like taking a yoga class or going for a run or, you know, planning a date with your friends or girlfriends or whatever. Um, do it, do what you need to do. Um, men take days too. So there's a statistic about how, um, you know, depression is much more prevalent in women and in men, at least reported. Um, but that men are much less likely to seek help for it. And again, goes with this, I think, stereotype culture of, you know, men shouldn't be depressed. Ah. So um, that is a, a, a bigger problem to tackle and I think uh, contributes to this, you know, workplace culture of like, no, I don't need a day off, you know, I'm fine. Um, and then the, the article concludes with this idea that like some of people don't even have the luxury of taking a mental health day. If they don't have paid time off, uh, they are losing, you know, money and they, they can't physically afford 
to do that and and how that's that's really got to change so how is that how can that change though uh is uh i think this article does a good job so that was the wall street journal article i'm sorry that was the usa today article in the wall street journal article um this first point is is a big one i want to stress um so i'm just reading their first paragraph here Workers often say they are taking a mental health day with a wink and a nudge, as it is commonly understood that they will be catching up on housework or going to the beach. Meanwhile, many people who genuinely need time off to see a therapist to recover from an anxiety attack say they are less than forthcoming with their managers about why they need a break. So all the workers out there that are doing this wink and nudge and, oh, I need a mental health day, but they really don't need a mental health day, they're just taking a day off because they fucking feel like it. That's some bullshit right there, you know, because those people are ruining the mental health day for the rest of us, essentially. You know, that sounds kind of whiny, but that's really what it is, right? If bosses feel like people aren't using mental health days for what they truly are needed for, right? Like they said, seeing a therapist, recovering from an anxiety attack, you know, setting your yourself straight because you you don't feel like you can contribute um that is very different than you know i need a day to go shopping or you know my friends in town you know those things are important too but don't call them mental health days you know be straight with your boss and be like listen you know this is an you know an opportunity that i wasn't expecting you know would you work with me um because yeah, I, I definitely think that that's another reason that contributes to this like negative attitude. But it's changing, right? Um, so companies are now, you know, some of the more progressively thinking ones are encouraging people to take mental health days. And this article here cites the same Twitter, viral Twitter thing, which is, leads me to think it was around the same time the articles came out. Um so, you know, it's very similar in that the policies um, try to cater to the, the statistics that are, you know, stunning in some ways about, you know, depression, how much it costs, um, how much it, you know, uh, impacts productivity and whatnot. So what can we do about it? Um, well... I think from a school standpoint, some of the the things remain the same, right? If you are registered with disability office, uh, you know, with an accommodation, you have additional protections when it comes to, you know, needing time off. Um, From the article, legal experts point out that the law protects employers, employees with mental illnesses and provisions in the Americans with Disability Act or ADA allow workers to seek accommodations such as modified work schedules. So that translates over, right, to the student world. Um, Registering for disability services is probably a positive step in the right direction if you think you might need mental health days during the semester. because it does sort of trigger these additional protections. Um, You know, you're protected even if you are not registered, but, and I don't want to say too much more of this for two reasons. One, I am not an expert. And number two, I do have an episode planned coming up to bring on a colleague of mine to talk about 
um, the law, specifically, you know, the ADA and the, the laws that impact college students when it comes to mental health issues and what your rights are. So I'm going to stop at that point with that, but I do want people to know that the laws are similar for students as they are for employees when it comes to the Americans with Disability Act and accommodations, workplace accommodations sort of translate over to uh, campus-based. Taking extra steps to create a culture that supports mental health can send a powerful message to employees, says Jean Meister, consultant who advises Microsoft and Intel on workplace issues. They will never forget that, Ms. Meister says. In the long run, managers can see increased loyalty and retention as a result, as a result of, you know, attending to these issues and sort of being a sympathetic and flexible person about it. I have definitely seen this as an instructor and faculty that are out there listening. You may have as well, right? Think of a time when a a student was really struggling and was able to be forthright with you and honest. And let's say you did the right thing and accommodated them. And maybe even you went above and beyond. I know from experience because I've had the pleasure of having some students actually tell me but even if they haven't they do not forget that you know especially if it ends up you know with a positive outcome in that you know they pass the class or you know get through the program or whatever it is Um, and you've heard the stories of of students on this podcast share you know I remember my uh, the student Lisa from a few weeks ago or a month ago talking about uh, the program director Peter in her uh, department and how much of an impact he had on you know being supportive and sort of catering to the struggles that she was going through and remaining flexible and how much it meant and how she won't forget it. So um, even if you don't hear that, you know I'm here to say that I know that it happens. So that is a that's sort of the the nutshell. Those are the two articles in summary, and they both sort of say the same thing, but I like the the forward thinking of the Wall Street Journal article in sort of highlighting these organizations that are proactively, you know, ahead of the, uh, the trend and sort of encouraging people to take mental health days. So as a student, what can you take away from this? Uh, I think you can take something very similar, right? If you need it, you take the day. You know, you have the um, the bonus of the fact that, you know, you're not getting paid to go to class, right? You're paying them. Um, so the thing that you lose is different, right, than a paycheck um, or a, a sick day. Um, you lose the, the learning opportunity, right? So you have to really, you know, you have to take that into consideration. Um, you may lose points too you know it may impact your grade you know many classes have attendance policies and so they'll say something like if it's like ours you know one one excuse unexcused absence per semester is okay and isn't going to impact your grade but more than one and it's like oh you know we're going to start taking points off of participation or whatever and so you have to sort of weigh that you know the fact that you might be penalized but that's a reason to potentially go to your instructor and talk to them about what what's going on. Um, because if they know the reason and it's not that they see you as a slacker not showing up and that you're struggling with a medical problem, 
because that's what it is, then they might be more lenient on a policy like that. I know I would be. So communicate with your faculty, with your instructors, especially the ones who you feel comfortable with. You know, faculty, I'm asking you to be flexible here, you know, with people that are coming to you disclosing that they're struggling with their mental health and they need more time to complete an assignment or they're not going to be able to make it to class today. I'm asking you to consider that the same way you would consider somebody that told you that they were stuck in the emergency room with a broken leg. You know, you would probably be flexible with that person. I would ask and I would expect probably the people that are listening to this podcast already do this, right? Um, So maybe it's up to us to start spreading this message to the faculty that would not be the ones typically tuning into a podcast like this. Um, You all know them out there. So, all right. Um, So what's a good home exercise that relates to this? Um, I don't think the home exercise is go and take a mental health day this week. Um, That's not really the message here. The message is that you should keep it in your back pocket. So put that mental health day or the, the idea of that concept in your wellness toolbox. Or perhaps you might want to add it to your rap plan. If you have been with us for a little while, you may have been working on a rap plan last year. It's a living document in that it is constantly up for revision and should be considered and, you know, thought about as like, oh, you know, now I have this in my arsenal, so let me add it to, you know, the things that I could do to keep me well. Or, ooh, I had a a relapse recently and I learned this and I never want to take this medication, so let me add it to my rap plan. So that's a good thing to add as well, right? Um, The ability to take a mental health day, whether it be uh, from class because you're struggling or maybe you work part-time. And school's really stressful for you, and you can't take the day there, but you know you can take the day from your part-time job. So, um, and be okay with it. And see, you know, if you feel like you're in an accepting environment, maybe challenge yourself to be forthright with your supervisor or your instructor about why you're taking the day if you think that they would be a supportive person because that really does further the the cause for all of us and likewise don't use the excuse of a mental health day if you're not actually using it for mental health reasons because that takes away from the the movement for the rest of us all right hope you guys got something out of this Uh, i enjoyed sort of diving into this topic this week and figuring out sort of how it relates you know in the same uh, similar pattern to college students as it would to employees But I think in the end, you know, mental illness is mental illness, uh, whether you are 18 and in a classroom or uh, 38 and, you know, um, in a job. So and the law really sees it similarly. So hopefully you uh, helpful to know. All right. Um, Hopefully you guys have a great week Um, as you head into Thanksgiving set up, you know, take a look at your schedules next week, you know, figure out if there's things you can do maybe this weekend to set yourself up for an extended break uh, over the next four, over the four days following uh, Thanksgiving or, you know, you know what I mean, the four day weekend to kind of give yourself some, some time with your family or uh, friends or loved ones, whoever it is, sort of the hint on what I'll be talking about next week. 
Have a great week, everybody. I'll be back next week. Peace.